With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. He's going to see his production decrease at least 15 to 20%, so I think he might actually be a fantasy bust in 2020. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid dating back to 1999 has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the glide guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson, Dr. Roto, and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Michael Fabiano, and Dr. Roto getting you ready for week four. And Mike, this is the week we did not want to see. Yeah, man. Um, heard about the Titans COVID cases a little bit earlier on in the week. And then the NFL audible then said, well, we're going to play the game Monday and Tuesday. Then there were more positive cases. So uh, the Titans Steelers game now will be postponed and played at some point later on in the season, which means Everyone's got an audible now. You got to take all your Steelers and your Titans out of your lineups. Obviously, you're going to have to go and play the waiver wire a little bit, guys. I feel like the NFL and the fans have kind of skated right through the first three weeks of the season, and the COVID situation has not been an issue. But this was always going to happen. That we were never going to get through an entire season uh, without some sort of impact from COVID nineteen. We're getting it right now. It's it's not a worst case scenario. I still would not be concerned that the NFL is going to have any kind of postponement for the season. This is just one game. They'll play it later on in the season. Uh, until then, fantasy owners have to uh, make some alterations to their starting lineups. Basically, Doc, we got to buy a week for the Titans and the Steelers. 
We do. And I think the biggest problem is going to be the potential that there's like a week 18 or something like that. Who knows what's going to happen? I think we got very lucky the first three weeks. Hopefully we continue to get lucky. I don't know what happened with Tennessee, but let's pray that this doesn't keep on happening each week. Because look, you're going through all your lineups and you're making all these changes. And a lot of leagues only have waivers, you know, one night a week, which is terrible, which was a terrible idea, by the way, Very, FSGA. Yes. Thank yes. you, FSGA, for locking it. So, I mean, you got you to gotta adapt and you got to figure this out. So we'll get it done. Yeah, this is what we talked about in the preseason about, you know, commissioners have to adjust when, especially when it comes to waivers. So hopefully that was done. But let's get ready to get into it. I'm not going to start with Thursday Night Football. I'll save that for last because nobody wants to talk about that. But let's <laughs> Russ, let Russ cook is the hashtag Seattle Seahawks. Six and a half point road favorite this weekend, Mike versus the Miami Dolphins. And listen, you look at what Russell Wilson is doing, Tyler Lockett. You already know who the particulars are in Seattle. In Miami, you know, we're just, you know, maybe they score enough and try to keep up with Seattle. Then we get some, um, and, you know, some awesome good play from guys like Devontae Parker and stuff like that. Right. And I think those those options like Parker, like, for example, Ryan Fitzpatrick are very, very solid starts this week. Uh, Fitzpatrick has given you a 20 plus in two straight weeks. If Jamal Adams can't go, then Mike Gesicki is an even better option at the tight end position for Miami. Preston Williams is probably going to be pretty cheap on DraftKings. So if you play in DFS this week, he could be an option as well. But this over under here is well over 50. This is going to be potentially a high scoring affair and Seattle's defense. Like I understand they're one of the best teams in the NFC. That defense is not good and it is banged up. So it's ripe for the picking after last week, we found out the mustache, not as powerful as the beard and Fitzpatrick looks like a very nice streamer. What do you think about the Miami dolphins this week, doc? I think the hashtag should be let Fitz fly. <laughs> I really like the Dolphins this week, and I think a really good stack on DraftKings might be going with the uh, Dolphins stack with Fit, with Fitzpatrick and maybe a little Devontae Parker, Gaiseki, like Fab said, if Adams is out, and you come back with a little Tyler Lockett, and you might be my rich friend. So I think this could be a high-scoring game. I think Seattle doesn't always travel well. I think that uh, Miami, what I like about Fitzpatrick is he's willing to take chances. He knows that he's, there's an expiration date on his playing time, so he's going to wing it out there. So I think this should be a very fun High scoring game. I like Miles Gaskin as well. Watching very closely Chris Carson to see if he goes, but uh, should be a high scoring game. Yeah, interesting stuff uh, with the Chris Carson. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for that news right there. All right, so the Beltway battle down there in the Washington, D.C. area. The Baltimore Ravens travel down the Beltway to take on the football team. The Ravens laying 13. Mike, uh, a lot of people looking at Lamar Jackson right now. Like, hey, buddy, it's time to get it going. I know, man. 12th right now among quarterbacks. I get it. It's only three weeks, but he certainly hasn't been worth that top 20 or, or 30 overall pick at this point. But I kind of feel bad for the football team because they're going to feel the wrath, right? Don't, Chase don't Young is banged team. up. <laughs> Chase Young is banged up. And I feel like you're going to get a lot of production from Baltimore's passing game in this one. You're obviously starting Lamar. You're obviously starting Andrews. Uh, Hollywood Brown's going to be a wide receiver three or flex this week. The backfield still concerns me because while Ingram continues to get most of the touches, they're not enough touches for you to have confidence in him as a week in and week out starter. So he's a bit of a dart throw at this point. Doc, who's the startable players in this game? 
Uh, I think there are a, f- a few. So look, Jackson is always better when he's in the lead than when he's playing from behind. Because when he's playing from behind, he presses and he can make mistakes. So, But I do like Jackson this week. I think he's a terrific start. Don't panic there. I'm starting Hollywood Brown. I'm starting Mark Andrews. I might even start a little J.K. Dobbins there if I was desperate, especially with Pittsburgh and Tennessee out. Because, you know, look, this game is going to be a route. Maybe Dobbins gets in at the end. For the Washington football team, I think there's one guy only, and it's his name is Logan Thomas. Look, Thomas's problem is not Thomas. It's your boy, Dwayne Haskins, who can't find him with a compass. So, I mean, look, this guy's open. He's big. He's strong. He's getting a ton of snaps. He's just not getting the accurate passes that he needs. Yeah, no, the, the Dwayne Haskins, um, and listen, it's taking a little bit. They've committed to him almost, you know, I had, I had interviewed um, with the uh, player personnel, vice president of player personnel, the great Doug Williams, and they were committed to him. Like everybody's talking about Alex Smith, so a lot of Alex Smith stuff last week. I'd be very careful about putting Alex Smith in a football game. That's just me. I understand he's recovering and gotten well. I just, uh, I just, I just got a bad feeling about that because I remember that injury and, and, you know, in the fight and the struggle he had to get back. Definitely happy for him, but, um, you know, I just – I just think that, you know, Haskins has got to stick in there this year, and it's going to be a tough one for Dwayne Haskins, but I just don't see it happening. Um, You know, it's a learning process. The learning process, uh, Fabs, for Justin Herbert has gone pretty decently so far. I know Keenan Allen likes it. Woo! Especially if you got that discount on Keenan Allen, the way he's racking up those targets right now. The Chargers go to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Right, and uh, boy, as far as I'm concerned, just keep Herbert in there the rest of the season because he has elevated the value of Austin Eckler. He has elevated the value of Keenan Allen. I think going into the season, we were a little bit concerned with Tyrod Taylor in the mix. Now, Anthony Lynn still seems to be suggesting that, well, when Tyrod comes back, he'll be the starter. In fantasy land, we certainly don't want that. So this week, you're going to be starting the players that you typically start for LA, right? I mean, you're starting Keenan Allen. You're starting Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. I don't know about Joshua Kelly this week. He burned us all last week. I think everyone in the industry was all in on him against Carolina, and he didn't get the job done. So I think he's more of a risk-reward flex starter this week. Uh, Keep in mind, LA's defense is all banged up. Melvin Ingram is out. Chris Harris is out. That could mean good things uh, for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers' offense. But one other note, Leonard Fournette's got an ankle. So maybe... Well, he's got he's got two ankles, but he's got one that's hurt. <laughs> yes. Um there there could be some clarity in that Buccaneers backfield this week because Fournette uh could be out of action. Interesting, Doc. What do you think about uh both sides of the football with this one? Anthony Lynn does not want to play um Justin Herbert. Anthony Lynn don't like rookie quarterbacks, but I think at some point he's gonna have to come with the realization that, you know, this is the only way you're really gonna get some uh, some production. This game is a game you want to stay far away from this week. I mean, because I I don't like anybody. And I'm going to give you the one guy, two guys I actually like, which will surprise you. So for for Godwin is out. Scotty Miller's not 100%. Justin Watson's not 100%. So you got Mike Evans, but he's going to see Casey Hayward. I do think that Rojo gets some play. But I, I think that you're looking at a tight end, whether it's Gronk or OJ Howard. I'm going to lean toward Gronk. I think that may be the best play of the week for the Buccaneers. On the Chargers side, I don't like Keenan Allen this week because I told you Carlton Davis is a shutdown mm-hmm. guy. And I think that Keenan Allen is going to struggle. And I think that Joshua Kelly, you cannot start against the Buccaneers' top-run defense. So you're looking at an Eckler play, and I think Hunter Henry is a good play. He is a high-floor guy. And when you're trying to get through a seasonal league, especially in a league like 2020, when a guy can give you 11 to 13 points a week, you'll take that in your lineup. So I think Henry is the most reliable play this week for the Chargers. Let me, ask, let me come back to the, the O.J. Howard thing, Mike. What do you think about that? The O.J. between the battle between O.J. Howard and Gronkowski this week. I, I listen. 
I, I'm I'm warming up to OJ Howard. I think it could be something by the end of the season. Did you not watch what happened last season? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like he had an opportunity last season to to come in and be the guy. There was no Gronkowski to take any snaps or targets from, and he couldn't get it done. Like Howard will have a good game here or there, and if you can correctly predict when those games will be, then God bless you. Uh, get him into your lineup. But there there is a bit of an influx uh, now of improved young tight ends, right? I mean, unfortunately, we're not going to get Johnny Smith this week because the Titans are going to be uh, postponed. But, you know, Mike Kosicki has looked pretty good. Hayden Hurst has looked pretty good. Jimmy Graham has reemerged, right? Robert Tanyan in Green Bay uh, also looking pretty decent. He's got a good matchup this week against Atlanta. So Howard and Gronk to me are still, I have nobody else. I don't know what the hell to do. And maybe one of those two dudes is either on my roster or on the waiver where I'll pick him up. I don't have a lot of confidence in these two tight ends. That offense has never prioritized that position outside of maybe a couple of years in Pittsburgh when Heath Miller was a top 10 tight end. Right, but this week they have to, Fabs, because all their wide receivers outside of Mike Evans are, are legitimately right, but also, You're looking also at Tyler Johnson mind, as, as the number two possibly this right, week. Right, keep in mind, too, though, a couple of weeks ago, Chris Godwin was out. They weren't throwing the ball to Scott Miller, right? I mean, he kind of fell out of the circle of trust, and Gronkowski still wasn't very productive. So, like, I understand that maybe due to the absence of some of these players, the tight ends will be a little bit more involved. I get that. I just don't have a lot of faith in Tampa Bay's tight ends where if I'm in a pinch, okay, but I am not going in. And maybe you guys disagree. Would you have confidence? Okay. Confidence starting OJ Howard or Rob Gronkowski this week. I will tell you this. I will. The pause says it all. I will tell you this. I will tell you that I will place a bet for you, Fabs, on Gronk scoring a touchdown this week. Ooh, and I'll split the draft it with King's you. Sportsbook. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. With you. But all not right. Howard. I don't trust Howard as far as I can throw him. All right, I cool. Will, Probably I, can't throw him very far either. Exactly. <laughs> He's a big boy, Doc. He was Alabama. Them boys eat grass. <laughs> Doc New Orleans Saints, Detroit Lions. Though the Lions look like a different team when Kenny Galladay is out there. They are, but look, here's the Lions' biggest problem. When they're winning, which is rare, they're mm-hmm. giving the ball to Adrian Peterson like 472 times. When they're losing, all of a sudden it's Swift and Carryon Johnson, so they'll be losing this week. I really like Galladay. I really like TJ Hawkinson. If I like both those guys, it makes Matthew Stafford somewhat in play. For the Saints, this is an Alvin Kamara week. I think Michael Thomas will be back, which is great. So I think this game is is ripe for fantasy. It's certainly those guys. I'm down on Emmanuel Sanders, obviously Jared Cook I'm down on, and Traquan Smith. Once once Michael Thomas steps on the field, it becomes Thomas and Kamara, but I think it's the Lions. Take a look at Galladay, take a look at Hawkinson, and if you need Stafford in a pinch, you can use him. Hey, Mike, I think the Lions win this game. Is that right? Wow, that's a bold prediction, my friend. Listen, I, the, the Lions should not be where they are right now. They should have, uh, they should have an additional win because DeAndre Swift dropped that ball in the end zone in week one. Uh, that would have beaten the Chicago Bears. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I feel like it's probably going to be a little bit more competitive than people think. I don't know if I'm going so far as to pick the Lions over the Saints because, well, Lions. But I think this will be a closer game than some people think it would be. Interesting. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put that one down. They're getting four points right now in the DraftKings Sportsbook, so I think it's interesting competition. What, what should not be an interesting competition is the Dallas Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns, and Mike, your boy Odell Beckham, you know what? You were, you did a good job calling him a bust, but I did see in your start sit you like him this week on DraftKings. Uh, Odell Beckham, he likes these big spots like this, a trip to Dallas. You know that Dallas defense has been struggling. I mean, I do like the way the young kid Diggs is playing, 
But when you look at the Cowboys defense, I think we can see some Kareem Hunt. We can you you know all you know all the particulars in Cleveland. Right. So it was weird for me because in Stardom and Sidham, typically I don't put in like the big name dudes because you know you're starting them, right? Unless like last week I put Allen Robinson in there because he had two bad games. It's more like, hey, keep the faith, validation. This is a good matchup. Keep him in your lineup. So I'll do that. But for the most part, I'm playing guys that are more flex starters at running back, wide receiver, tight end, that kind of thing. But OBJ, I mean, since the start of last season, he's the 25th best wide receiver in fantasy football. OBJ, all right? And this year, he has given you single-digit points twice, and we've only played three games. But he has had success against the Cowboys. He's averaging well over 16 fantasy points per game against them in his career. The Cowboys' defense is hot trash right now. We have seen... DK Metcalf go off against them last week. Tyler Lockett's gone off against them. Listen, everybody has gone off against the Dallas Cowboys. So if there's one week where OBJ can be put into a lineup confidently, and it sounds so weird to say that because he was so great in the Big Apple, but this is the week that you play Odell Beckham Jr. and you forget about it. Set it and forget it. Get him into your lineup. Doc, we I want you to touch on a couple of things on this game that you want to jump into too, but Mike also has Dalton Schultz as a start this week. Yeah, so I think this came this game goes one of two ways, okay? If Cleveland is winning, it becomes a run fest. And you know that the Cowboys run defense. Look what happened against the Rams. It's not very good. So you're going to see a healthy dose of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That is if Cleveland has happened to be winning. If Cleveland's losing, which we mostly think is going to happen, I think now you're looking at Beckham, who I do like as a play, and I think people are forgetting Jarvis Landry. Remember what a slot receiver named Tyler Lockett did against the Cowboys last week? Cowboys are very soft against the slot, and I think that Jarvis Landry has a good week too. For Dallas, I like Dalton Schultz this week. I like Zeke this week, right? Smith is back in the in the offensive line. Zeke doesn't have two bad games in a row ever, and I always like Amari Cooper at home. I don't, I think this, if, if he always seems to play better at home. So I think this game can go either ways. I think if you're playing on DraftKings this week, you may want to use Nick Chubb as a leverage play because I think most people will have Beckham and Landry in their lineups. Interesting stuff right there going on down the schedule, the Indianapolis Colts and the Chicago Bears. Mike, Mitch, not Mitch, not MVP Mitch, I'm sorry. BDN. MVP? What does MVP stand for in that case, man? Uh, MVP right? Mitch. Uh, BDN, Nick Foles. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Foles is like a I, I, Nick Foles is a relief pitcher. He's right. better off the bench than he is as a starter. Apparently, yes, yes. And I, I don't like him this week. Like the Colts defense is playing really well. Like I get it. They played the Jets last week, and the Jets suck. But you know, two weeks ago they had Kirk Cousins to minus one point two four fantasy points. That's 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 hard to do, guys, uh, as a quarterback in the National Football League. So. If I'm in a two QB or super flex and you know what, I've got to play Foles. Maybe I had Tannehill or, or big Ben. Okay. I get it. But this defense has allowed an average of 151 passing yards and the fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. So, I mean, again, if you're in a traditional redraft and you only start one quarterback, Nick Foles should not be in your lineup. I feel like the same way with Jimmy Graham too. While he had 10 targets last week, while he's got three touchdowns this season, I feel like there are better options there against that Colts defense. There's not a lot of bears that I love this week. Allen Robinson is obviously going to be in your starting lineup coming off of a pretty good game, but even he has a tough matchup this week. Doc, I, I want to correct. I want to correct Fabs there. And I, Fabs, I apologize for correcting you, but I think when you look at, at teams, you have to look at previous matchups. When the Colts played 
the Jacksonville Jaguars week one, their pass defense led up 363 yards, if everybody remembers. The last two weeks after that, they played Kirk Cousins and the Jets, two teams that don't throw the football. So now the question is this, what are the Bears going to do? What's their offensive identity with Nick Foles? Now, you don't have Tariq Cohen, so you're going to go to David Montgomery. So are you going to run the ball 24 times a game? Because if you're going to do that, you're going to lose to the Colts. But if you throw the football and you challenge the Colts' horrible secondary, which it is when Xavier Rhodes is your number one cornerback, I think Anthony Miller can shine. Jimmy Graham has resurfaced. Allen Robinson's a top player. So I think the Colts' defense is susceptible to letting up yardage this week. Xavier Rhodes, the ski mask way. As soon as he got that contract, <laughs> I'm like, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, <"It's>, good luck. <laughs> uh, the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. Arizona traveling to Carolina, looking for a bounce back spot right here for our guy, Colin Murray. And when you look at the Carolina Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater and the boys did a nice job last week. Yeah. And um, Mike Davis is Christian McCaffrey yep. 2.0. I guess maybe not, but that offense is going to throw the football to the running back. Doesn't matter who it is. Right. And so Davis, if you handcuffed uh, McCaffrey, you're feeling pretty good. If you got him off the waiver wire, you're feeling pretty good. Uh, maybe he's not a must start, but he's pretty damn close at this point uh, on the Carolina side, uh, the pass catchers. I think this is a tough matchup for Robbie Anderson. Arizona has been tough against wide receivers so far this season. You know, McLaurin had a pretty good game against them. Otherwise uh, Arizona's one of the tougher defenses in the league against wide receivers uh, thus far. Bridgewater's not anybody I'm going to play. Not yeah. in a two QB league, maybe. He's just, Bridgewater's just not a guy who produces fantasy points. I mean, even last season when he was playing for the New Orleans Saints with a ridiculously great cast of characters on the offensive side of the football, he was averaging 15 or 16 points per game, won all the games, but his numbers are just not there for me. So uh, you're playing DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, to me, if you have wide receiver depth, might be a fade, although he's a top 10 wide receiver at this point. I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. And Mike Davis is an absolute start this week. You know, Doc, the, Mike, the, the Robbie Anderson thing is interesting to me. Matt Rule goes out there and gets him. I'm looking at it like he doesn't fit Teddy Bridgewater's game, and he's shot out the box. Yeah, but he fits Matt Rule, right? And Matt Rule was his coach in college. So Anderson is, is a place where he's comfortable. And Robbie Anderson just, once again, oh, my God, Adam Gase not using somebody properly. Call me shocked. Okay? So I love DJ Moore this week. I think he's in a prime spot. I really like Mike Davis this week, who, by the way, was always a good player. He just was one of those guys who always ended up on a team that didn't seem to need him or use him properly. But I, I think this game is one that uh, is potentially a very sneaky stack here on, on DraftKings this week. I, I love Hopkins. I know he's a little questionable, but I expect him to play. I mean, Kenyon Drake could surface against this Carolina poor run defense. And Kyler Murray's got to make up for last week's debacle. So I think if you want to throw some of those guys in there, I think it'll pay off this week. That's an interesting game. I think that total right now on the DK Sportsbook sitting at 51 and a half. It looked like it's steaming a little bit to the over. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Cincinnati Bengals. Broadway Joe Burrow <laughs> trying to get a victory last week in Philadelphia. He falls short. Mike, a lot of Joe Mixon rosterers are like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I know. I'm one of them. And we saw this whole movie play out last season where first half of the season, Mixon wasn't very good. People were down on him. And then second half of the season, the Bengals uh, gave him the ball a ton. But here's where I'm a little bit concerned, right? The matchup this week is pretty good, but they didn't have Joe Burrow last season. All right. They were throwing out Ryan Finley out there. And that guy is just not an NFL starting quarterback. And he just isn't right. So they gave the ball to Mixon, even when game script determined, well, they needed to throw it, but Finley sucks. So I'm just going to give it to Mixon, you know, 30 times a game. 
So you play in Mixon, obviously. I feel like we're getting to the point, though, where Joe has one big game. You may be trying to sell high on him because of the offense. I mean, they are throwing the ball a ton right now, which is good news if you have Joe Burrow. I have him ranked 10th among quarterbacks this week. Uh, The Jaguars are giving up a league-high 118.6 passer rating, uh, almost 23 fantasy points per game to the position. Burrow's a very nice play. This dude's not playing like a rookie who had no preseason games. Doc, I want you to come in here and give me your thoughts, and also I want you to touch on A.J. Green. Um, I think AJ Green. I said I said it last week. I'm going to keep hopping on it. I don't think this dude wants to play football. Well, look, the air yards are there for for AJ Green, and that's always a that. good sign, right? The air <laughs> yards are there, right? So I, that that means we put him on hold. I mean, I'm with you. I kind of hate him, but as, <laughs> the, the, that means they're him. throwing at him, right? When the air yards are there, they're throwing at him. So you have to respect that. I love T. Higgins. I've talked about him for the last couple of weeks now. But this is a Tyler Boyd week, right? And this is a mixing out of the backfield week because the Jaguars are susceptible to running backs out of the backfield. So they're they're pretty strong against the run, surprisingly. I, I think it's the other side of the ball that I'm really looking at this week. Can James Robinson build on last week? Can Gardner Minshew step up because he played very poorly last week? I think he has a better week. And yeah, then, Doc, you mentioned – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Doc. Okay, we, we've got Tyler Eifert in a revenge game. I think that, that he Ooh. could be a very sneaky start. DJ Chark back. You know, are they going to go to him more often? He's the number one. Or are they going to go to Keelan Cole, who they've been using a lot? So I think there's a lot of pieces here that um, I want to see this game to see how it unfolds moving forward. Yeah, you talked about uh, the air yards, but Joe Burrow's air yard success rate is really bad. I mean, it's, it's 41.6. That's near the bottom of the league. So – the fact that, you know, Green is getting targeted, well, that's great. He hadn't done anything in three weeks. And so, A.J. Green, if I have if I have depth at wide receiver, I have no problem benching him this week. I said to bench him last week against Darius Slay. That was a little bit of an easier call. You know, you, you look at it and you think, well, it's Jacksonville, and Jacksonville should give up some, some points. Tyler Boyd's getting a lot of targets in that offense, man. He, and they used T. Higgins last week as well, so. It is. I think it's a – you know, Corey asked, is he done yet? I'm like, I, I think he's hanging on life support. Right, yeah. he's close to being done. Is that 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 knock on wood? That fantasy funeral could be coming. You know, it's <laughs> interesting that that um you mentioned those air yards. He ranks towards the bottom. Burrow, he ranks towards the bottom because of AJ Green. Part of it. Yeah, I I think that that could be it. I if I'm that's he's a that's a very interesting case study right now because I can see AJ Green like walking off a field. Really, his his body language looks real bad. Um, right. where Burrow's, on this- Burrow's second in passing air yards this season only behind Matt Ryan, but the success rate, I mean, think about it. That that's, that's a very strange uh, stat. When you look at the fact that he's second in terms of air yards and passing, but the air yards success rate is very, very low. Yeah. Because it's, it's, he's, 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 he's throwing to a person who don't <laughs> want to play. Um, uh, where was I at on this list right here? Minnesota Vikings, Houston Texans, uh, the Houston Texans, 0-3, the Minnesota Vikings, 0-3. Something has to give, Mike. Right, and whoever loses this game is probably not going to be in the playoff hunt, you would think. 0-4, that's going to be pretty difficult. So I feel like Deshaun Watson is somebody you can play safely this week. That wasn't the case last week. He started off well, ended up kind of at a modest stat line, wasn't all that great. I really like David Johnson in this game. Will Fuller is in play this week. So weird with Will Fuller, right? Two weeks ago, was in and out of the game, didn't have a point. And we're thinking, what the heck's wrong with him? You know, and then there's talk about a hamstring. And then last week, I mean, there was nothing, right? It looked like he was fine. Just, I guess it's Will Fuller being Will Fuller. But I would certainly get him into uh, starting lineups this week. And on the Minnesota side, 
Justin Jefferson's coming off a monster game. I would tell people do not chase the points here. Is he worth an ad? Absolutely. And at this point, he should probably be owned in most fantasy leagues. But Houston has given up an average of 66 yards and the seventh fewest fantasy points to receivers who are lined out wide. And they've played Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City. So that's saying something. They can't stop the run, but the Texans have been pretty tough on wide receivers so far, and they've had three really tough games. The Texans can't stop the run, Doc. That means they have no problem Minnesota firing up Dalvin Cook and letting him run the whole game. I'm going to disagree with Fabs here. I think this is going to be a wide-open shootout. I think this is going to be a game like Tennessee-Minnesota last week where you found fantasy points and you weren't expecting to. I kind of like a lot of guys in this game. I I like Deshaun Watson a ton. I like Cooks. I like Cobb. I like Fuller. I even like uh, David Johnson. (laughs) You know, I I like Minnesota. I like Cousins this week. If he's ever going to perform, I think this may be a week. I I, I agree about Jefferson. Don't chase the points. Fabs is 100% correct there. I like Thielen this week because people were down on him after what happened last week. And, of course, I like Dalvin Cook. So I think this week, you know, this may be one of those under-owned games on DK where people are looking elsewhere and then all of a sudden on Monday you're like ah, I missed that one Giants Rams out there in Los Angeles Giants take a trip across town I really don't see how you can really start any of these guys I'm not starting Dalvin I mean not Dalvin Cook Devontae Freeman I just can't with with, with, with Evan Ingram Danny Dimes it's, it's not really working out right now the Rams playing good ball though Mike yeah they are and Jared Goff who I just I'm not a fan of the guy uh, no. he, he's done pretty well after three weeks from a fantasy perspective uh, of course, game script had him throwing the ball over the lot last week against Buffalo. That was a, a very fantasy-friendly game. So I think you're playing the guys you start for the Rams, right? Daryl Henderson's yep. looked very good uh, over the last couple of weeks. He's looked like the dude that was averaging almost nine yards a carry in his final collegiate season. He's just very, very good. It looks like he's kind of taken that job and run with it literally and figuratively. You're starting Robert Woods, obviously, Cooper Cup as well. Uh, Tyler Higby will be in most lineups this week. And on the other side of the ball... I and I'll eat crow on this one because I really like Daniel Jones coming into the season and it's been the perfect storm of destruction when it comes to his fantasy value. You lose Saquon Barkley. The offensive line has been an issue. Uh, you lose Sterling Shepard and uh, the schedule has been very, very bad for Danny Dimes. So at this point, heck, he's going to get dropped in a lot of leagues if he hasn't been already. Darius Slayton's a tough guy to play this week with Jalen Ramsey in the mix. I do like Evan Ingram, though. And, and Evan really? Ingram has been Evan Ingram has been a disappointment so far. Two of his first three games, he's not done much. But let's also keep in mind he's averaging 57 snaps per game. He's sixth in targets among tight ends, and Daniel Jones ranks fifth among quarterbacks in targeting tight ends. And the Rams gave up two touchdowns to Tyler Croft last week. So even though Ingram has been kind of a disappointment. I feel like you should keep the faith this week and keep him in your lineup if you don't have uh, an alternative that's much better. And I don't know that a lot of people have an alternative that's much better because Engram was drafted to be most people's tight end one. I'll give you two guys I like exec this week. Mm -hmm. Two guys. One is Daryl Henderson. You play Daryl Henderson, right? I mean, there's there's no reason you wouldn't. And I think my sneaky play of the week is actually Golden Tate, right? C.D. Lamb played well against the Rams. Cole Beasley played well against the Rams. The Giants have nothing 
I think Ingram is, is, is in play too, <laughs> but the Giants literally have nothing. This team is so hard to watch. I mean, yeah, I, if I had to watch the Giants or Jets, I'd just shut it off and go, you know, Premier League is looking pretty good to me. So <laughs> Series I, A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Series A. So I think I'm going to go with Tate and Ingram as flyers. You know, if you, th- those could be an interesting prop bet there. You know, on the, you're on the DraftKings Sportsbook. I, you might want to go that direction, but I like Henderson this week a lot. I think Henderson is the guy, and he's playing good football right now. And um, he's looking like he can be a, a factor for fantasy teams, especially if you're able to get your hands on him. The New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs, much more attractive when Tom Brady was back there. But you got Cam Newton going up against one Mr. Patrick Mahomes. And I think we already know it is what it is with, with all the, with all the pieces on this team, Mike. With these two teams. Right, right. I mean, Kansas City, uh, they're going to put up points regardless. I mean, look what they did to the Ravens, uh, proving that there are no dominant defenses in the National Football League. The over-under on this one, 53, which is expected. I would tell you this, though. You're probably starting Julian Edelman this week, right? Kansas City has been tough against slot receivers so far this season. I mean, they have given up next to nothing to enemy slot receivers. Looking at the numbers, uh, Kansas City's given up uh, six and a half points per game. Uh, nine receptions a game. Uh, those are both the fewest in the National Football League. And even dating back to last year, Kansas City has given up fewer than five catches a game to the slot, fewer than 50 yards per game to the slot. So, like, I get it. You probably have to play Edelman, but I might want to temper expectations there because Casey's been pretty tough on wide receivers overall, especially slot receivers. Doc, yesterday on the Bull Market Fantasy Podcast, Bill Enright, our buddy, and our man, Frankie Fantasy Frankie, they got into a spirited debate about Julian Edelman. Those two guys getting into a spirit debate? Call me shocked. <laughs> Call me shocked. Um, look, Edelman has been much better than I expected this year. I, I think Cam has, has gone to him and has leaned on him. I think Fabs is right. I really don't love the spot for Edelman. Uh, I do like the spot for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think there's a real good spot for him, and I think a lot of people are going to look to the, the passing game, but the Patriots have been very generous to, to running backs out of the backfield, and we know that Edwards-Hilaire can catch that football. So I do think he's a real good play. I think this game comes down to game flow. I think the Patriots are going to do everything they can to slow this game down. Look how the Chargers almost beat the Chiefs. That game was at a crawl pace. you got to slow the pace. But if the Chiefs get out to a lead, Cam playing from behind, that's a, that's bad. Nothing good happens when Cam plays from behind. So I think we will know by halftime where this game is going to shake out. Yeah, I think that's a good call right there. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen takes his trip on the road all the way to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Buffalo Bills are, Mike, one of those high-flying teams right now, but I think the Raiders got some action in this one. But Josh Allen's been tremendous. You know, we're talking so much about how great Russell Wilson's been, and he's been tremendous. But Josh Allen right now, second in fantasy points among quarterbacks. He has looked just unbelievably good in one of the best draft bargains here through three weeks. John Brown's banged up in this one. You're starting Stephon Diggs. Uh, Gabriel Davis could be a deep sleeper, maybe a DFS type of play. Cole Beasley at 100 yards last week, so he's going to be in play. Uh, the other slot receiver in this game, Hunter Renfro, who's playing uh, a little bit outside, a little bit in the slot, the Raiders are down everybody, right? Brian Edwards is hurt. Uh, Henry Ruggs is hurt. They are in big trouble at wideout. So Renfro could get a lot of targets. He was the leading receiver for Las Vegas last week against New England. He could be their leading receiver again this week. I have him in there as a wide receiver slash uh, wide receiver three, excuse me, slash flex starter based on the projected volume of targets that he'll see in this contest. Zach, if you had to predict game script for this game, how would it go? Um, I think this is going to be a lot of Josh Jacobs. 
I think Jacobs is going to be the key to this game because the Raiders, as Fab said, they have issues, right? Their receivers have issues. I do like Hunter Renfro a lot. I don't like Darren Waller this week, and I'm going to tell you why. When the Bills have two very good linebackers in coverage in in Edmonds and Milano, when they were out, Gaiseki torched them, literally torched them. But when they were back, Higby didn't do much and Chris Herndon didn't do much. So I don't think this is a Waller week. So I think the Raiders have to rely on Jacobs and the Bills run defense has not been very good. Look what Daryl Henderson did last week. So if Jacobs runs the football, the game flow changes for the Bills and now the Bills are playing more catch up and it's a slower pace. So I think Allen actually has a weaker week. I, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think you could ever bench him. But I, in a league, I have him and Joe Burrow, and I'm really close to playing Joe Burrow this week because I think there's more upside because I think Allen, mm. you know, Singletary and Moss is now back. They're splitting carries. Brown is gone. I, I just think this game is going to be more of a slog, and I think this is more of an under. Mm, interesting, interesting call right there. Let's get ready to get on up out of here. Last two games, Sunday night football, Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers in the yay area, Mike. Um, I'm just going to keep waiting for Jalen Hurst to take over the starting job. Yeah. <laughs> but the San Francisco 49ers, listen, when they get to running that football, they can be tough to deal with. You know, it's funny, Corey. Every time Carson Wentz throws a pick or yep. he overthrows <laughs> a receiver, he did that to Miles Sanders last week. You are the first person that comes to my mind, man. Yep. You always are. I think, oh, Corey. Corey, I picked up Jalen Hurts and Scott Fishbowl this week. There I threw him, I it's stashed coming. him on my bench. He's waiting for That's it. But I, I mean, Wentz, you can't play right now. I don't even have him in my top 20 quarterbacks. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I actually had him as a as a bargain on DFS last week, and he had 21 and a half points, but it took him five quarters, right? <laughs> he's got six picks. He's got three touchdown passes. Uh, the Niners are giving up. 15 and a half points per game to quarterback so far this season, despite the fact that they have so many injuries uh, on the defensive side, outside of Superflex or two QB leagues, Wentz just simply can't be played at this point. And I think, Doc, that was a smart move uh, getting Jalen Hurts because while Doug Peterson may be saying one thing, if the Eagles keep losing, in part because Wentz is, is just terrible, well, then that is certainly within the realm of possibilities that Hurts comes in and plays. But... Philadelphia is even in worse shape this week, too, because Deshaun Jackson's banged up. Dallas Goddard's not going to play. We all know that. This team is an absolute mess. If you're looking for a deep sleeper type wide receiver DFS, I mean, you could be looking at Greg Ward, who was pretty good last week. Doc, I will say this and then let you do your thing. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm off the Wentz bandwagon for real. Everybody knows that. But I think we may have talked about this earlier in the week. I do so many shows, I don't know who I mentioned this to. A road game. <laughs> could be a good thing for Carson Wentz. It could. And look, I, I think you, you're definitely onto something with Hertz because Hertz is an exciting player who is similar to Wentz in his style of play, right? He's mobile. He throws the ball. So, I mean, look, if Wentz can't get it done at some point, the Eagles have to pull the plug. But the Eagles may have to pull the plug on their entire offense because they have suffered. They are riddled with injuries. I mean, you're looking at Greg Ward and John Hightower as your starting receivers. I mean, how do you win in the NFL? The only thing that's helping them is that San Francisco has almost the same amount of injuries, right? So here's the thing. I love Jeff Wilson, but but the Philadelphia Eagles run defense is very stout. So maybe this isn't a Wilson week. So now you're looking at the why Kittle is back. So, I mean, I think Kittle's absolutely in play. You know, who is Darius Slay going to cover? Is it Kendall Bourne? Is it Ayuk? I think I like the other receiver there, right? Or maybe even Trent Taylor, because remember the Eagles, not very good with slot receivers. Trent Taylor could be interesting there this week. So I don't know. I think there's a messy game. 
And finally, before we get ready to get out of here, Thursday night football, we get to treat the night fellas, the Denver Broncos and Adam Gase's New York Jets, Mike. Boy, this one's going to be uh, ugly. <laughs> the Lake, no, no Lakers in heat tonight? Jesus. I, I know, right? I mean, <laughs> last we got night, the baseball playoffs. Last night I was in heaven, man. I had the Yankees. I had the Lakers. I mean, giddy up. That was a fun night tonight. Boy, this is going to be uh, – it's going to be just a gross game. Uh, I mean, I'd rather see Mark Rippon, all right, than Brett Rippon. I want to see Mark Rippon out there. I don't want to see Brett Rippon out there. But the the Broncos' defense is in play. I don't know if there's a player in this game that I trust outside of maybe Melvin Gordon, who's going to continue to see a full complement with Philip Lindsay uh, not expected to go. The Jets have not been very good against running backs so far this season, so Gordon is an obvious start. The Broncos' defense is a good play. I got a question for you guys, though. This is a third-string quarterback the Jets are facing. Do you dare stream the Jets defense? Yeah, because Greg Williams is one of those guys who likes to mix it up and he will confuse Brett Rippon, right? So you know they're going to get a couple sacks. You know there's going to be maybe a fumble here and there. The question is, can Rippon get the ball out quickly to Jerry Judy and Noah Fant? Because he has weapons, right? There are weapons there. The question is, Driscoll it just likes to run around for like a chicken with his head cut off. You know, Rippon just has to be able to get a five-yard pass. If he does, the Broncos should win. And if the Jets lose this, I just don't know where their first win is coming from. Yeah, no, that's going to be... I- I, I don't see it either, and it's obviously you can't put no New York Jet in your roster. I want to thank everybody for rocking with us, getting through this. Obviously, you already know the situation. Don't forget SI Fantasy Plus. We'll have all the updates for you if you're a subscriber on Sunday mornings on helping you get through this weekend where you were expecting to have the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You will not, but we got you covered. For Dr. Roto and Michael Fabian, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. We are out. <laughs>